Today our young people are staying in with us, and uh, so we're, we're going to do something together. Can we have the, is it working? Oh, there we are. We're talking about building community. I want you all to put your hands up. I'm going to give you two choices, and you need to put your hand up for one or the other, but look, look for both. I don't want anybody sitting on the fence today, right? I know what it's like in church. So I want everybody to put their hand up. Who prefers exercise or relaxation? Okay, hand up for exercise. Hands up for relaxation. Okay, relaxation has it. You can blame Pauline for having Brian with a cat on top of him. So... Brian's fortunate it's kind of small. Okay, next one. Who prefers when you go on holiday, a beach holiday where you're sunbathing, or more of an adventure holiday? Those are our two sons, in case you're wondering. One's bungee jumping. But who prefers, okay, who prefers when they go on holiday, prefers just lying on the beach? And who prefers the action? Okay, and how many couples here were, I know you guys were completely different. Any other couples that were completely different? Let's, Let's have a look again. Stand up if you're a couple here. Okay, who prefers from the couple, who prefers lying on the beach? Okay, you're okay. Who prefers action? Yes. All right, nice one. Okay, next one. You go to a restaurant, who prefers steak and who prefers some aubergine kind of mixture thing? I have no idea what that is, but anyway. Hands up for the meat lovers. Hands up for the non-meat lovers. Okay, meat lovers have it. That's good. Okay, another one. You got a day out. It's nice and sunny, 25 degrees. Where are you going to go? Who prefers to go to the city or who prefers to go into the country? Hands up for the city. Hands up for the country. Definitely the country. Do you think that's because we live in the city? That we just like to get out? Maybe that's true. Okay, let me see. Have I got any more here? Oh, yeah, one more. You go to a concert. Who prefers a bit of culture, a bit of classical? Who prefers something a little bit more contemporary, like Ronnie? There's an early shot of Ronnie Padilla that I downloaded off the internet. It's all right. I'm going to do this at the next service, and he doesn't know it's coming. So any more than Brian knew that it was coming, or Enika, for that matter, with us jumping in the air. Okay, who prefers a bit of culture, a bit of classical? Who prefers a bit of contemporary? Okay, you guys are different for everything, aren't you? (laughs) I've just noticed. (laughs) Okay, awesome. We all have different things that we like, don't we? Things we don't like, which is why there's a rich tapestry in life. But let me ask you one question, or one final question. 
Turn to the person next to you or go grab someone near you. And I want you to tell them who your best friend is. And secondly, after you've done that, tell them who it, who's the most irritating person that you know. So who's your best friend and who's the most irritating person that you know? Go on, tell them. And, and if, if your most irritating person is sitting in this church, keep your voice down, okay? They don't need to know. You have to name one person. Don't start making a list of the most irritating people you know. One person. Have you done that? Okay. Now, let me ask you another question. What makes the difference? What's the difference between your best friend and that irritating person that you're thinking about? What makes the difference? So what makes the difference? How well you know them? The one you, yeah, but what makes the difference to the one you want to be with and the one you don't want to be with? They know you better? What else? Their personalities? When they put you first? Good friends listen more? So those irritating people say unhelpful things. Encouragement versus discouragement. Yep. All these things. We've been talking about building community. We said, first of all, to build community, you need to value one another as God has valued each one of us. That God says to each one of us, we're really special. Say that to somebody next to you. You're really special. Okay, now say it like you really mean it, not with a big smile on your face as though you're kind of patronizing them. Going, you're really special. Because God values every single one of us, right? Then we went on to say, not only that, but we have a responsibility to encourage one another. That we are not to go through life on our own, but we are to go through life as a community. And communities, people in communities encourage one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another. And that is what we're to do. We are to finish the race together, not on our own at the expense of everybody else. Thirdly, we said from John 17, Jesus' prayer, he says that you might be one. Just as I am in the Father and the Father is in me, so I may be in you that you may be brought to complete unity. And we, as a community, need to be united. And we said that's why the enemy tries to disunite us so much. Tries to bring division. That's one of the things irritating people do. They bring division within us. But we are to be united together and we need to work for that. Last time we said that we need to serve one another. Remember in John 13, Jesus, on the night that he was going to be betrayed, he sat in that upstairs room. What did he do before he broke bread? He got off his robe and he washed their feet. And they said, what are you doing? And he said, well, you don't really understand, but 
you need to learn to serve one another. We're here to be servants of one another, to encourage one another in life's journey, to serve, to use the gifts and abilities that God has given us. But today we're going to look at this, Romans 15 verse 7. To be a community, we need to accept one another. Romans 15 7 says this, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another then, just as Christ has accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Now, who has Christ accepted? Well, Christ has accepted your best friend and that irritating individual that seems we all have one or two or three or four in our lives. And Jesus says, or the Bible says, Paul says in Romans, accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. So if Christ accepts me, I have to pass that on to other people. And I can't choose who I pass it on to. Christ has accepted each one of us. Because that's the way that we bring praise to God. You know, when you think about Jesus, we're going to look at one of the stories of Jesus right now. But you think about him, the difference that Jesus was, was that he accepted everybody. He did this, didn't he? He didn't, he didn't have favorites. He just went about accepting everybody that he met. Let's look at one of the stories from John's Gospel, chapter 4. It says, Now Jesus learned that a Pharisee had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples. So he left Judea and went once more back to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Now I'm going to stop there. And if you see on the map, you can see in the bottom bit there, there's uh, Judea. Is there a pointer on this? Is that a pointer? Hang on. Where am I? I'm pointing it at me. Oh, maybe it doesn't work. Anyway, you see in the bottom bit, there's Judea. And what the, what the Jews used to do is if they wanted to get to Galilee up in the north, oh, is there a point? Oh, yeah, there's one on there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, here we go. So here's Judea, and Jesus was down here. And now the, if you want to get to Galilee, what they used to do was to cross over the River Jordan here and go up on this side, and then cross back again. Now, it was a lot longer to do that, but they wouldn't go through Samaria, right? It was like, you know sometimes where you just don't want to go on the M25? So you end up spending twice as long, but you crisscross the M25 half a dozen times to get where you want to go, because you know the M25 is going to just be gridlocked, so you're not going to sit on it, right? It's like that. They wouldn't go through this short bit here. They would just come up to here, cross over, go round, and go back into Galilee because they just really hated the Sumerians. They didn't like them. 
That's why Jesus kept using them as example, like the Good Samaritan. One of the people you really dislike. But Jesus said, we've got to go through there. We're not going to cross over and go the long way around. We're going to go straight into Samaria. Let's carry on reading. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands. Maybe she liked steak and he liked that aubergine thing. I don't know. But five husbands and the man you are now with have is not your husband. What you've just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you, will neither worship, when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit. And his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. You see how Jesus accepted the woman? He was in the wrong place. He was where he shouldn't have been. But Jesus has always been willing to cross those boundaries. The geographical boundaries, cultural boundaries. He was a man, a woman, a Samaritan, a Jew. You weren't supposed to talk. And not only that, it was what time of the day? Lunchtime. When you go collect water, when do you collect water? In the morning. And in the evening. So why was she there at lunchtime? Probably because she was an outcast. She went when no one else would be there. Because she was the one that they would all be talking about. Here she comes. That woman, she's on number six. What is she doing to the other five? You know what it's like. So she would come when no one else was around. 
And Jesus knew. But he was willing to be associated with that person. Not with any of the others that were there, but that one. He said, that, that's the one I need to talk to. That's why I'm here. Jesus accepted the unacceptable. The people that no one else would accept. That had to come all on their own to get the water. When no one else would be around. Jesus said, these are the people I'm going to accept. He didn't have any judgmental attitude, did he? He didn't say to her, you know, even when he's talking about the wife, the, the husbands, he's not, he's not looking down on her, he's just stating a fact. What you're saying is true. He's not saying, you're, you're a real bad sinner that you're on number six now. I know what's happened, I'm a prophet from God, I'm, I'm the, the Messiah of God, or I'm a prophet that you think of, and I know exactly what happened to the other five, you're a sinner and all these bad things, and that's why you're coming now, and this is, you deserve all of this. He doesn't criticize her at all. And you don't see Jesus criticizing people in the Bible, he just tells them the truth. Jesus accepted her. You know Why? Because Jesus has a single-minded aim, and that is to encourage people to get closer to God. If you criticize, if you put people in boxes, you can't do number three. You can't encourage them closer to God. It doesn't work. Jesus said, you know, I'm, I'm here to do the will of the Father. I'm here to draw people to the Father. And the key about Jesus is every encounter that he had with people, he had that single-minded aim. I want to take them from where they are and encourage them to move to the Father, get closer. And so there was no room for, for boundaries. There was no room for judgment and critique. There was only room to allow the Spirit of God to flow through him in his aim to join people to Encourage people to the Father. And remember this. Acceptance is not about always agreeing. You can accept someone. Jesus accepted the woman, but he didn't agree with everything that she was doing. He didn't say, I'm, I'm going to go, just because I accept you, I'm going to come onto your team and I'm, I'm going to be number seven. I'm going to agree with everything and I, you know, I'm not going to challenge you. Jesus challenged a lot of people, but he still accepted each one of them. And he calls on you and me to do the same. You see, Jesus had Matthew 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the key to it all. And because of that, he had a consistent motivation to love God and to love everyone else in such a way that he might encourage them to love God more. Before you sit down, I want you to get into pairs. And if you can't count, that's two. Right? I, I know what you like, because I'll see groups of four Two. Okay? Just get, go, go hug someone. Get into pairs.
Everybody in pairs? Hands up if you've got a group of three, you've got somebody sneaking in with you. Right. Mm, that's not going to do. Sorry, it's not going to work. Okay. Um, go find someone you don't know. Right? Everybody. Everybody go find someone you don't know and get into pair with them. If you're with someone you don't know, that's fine. You can stay. No, that, it's not going to work. Okay, go, go find someone you don't know that is a radically different age to you. Okay? Somebody that's a really different age to you, not somebody that's similar. I'm talking over 20 years difference here. Right? Go, go find someone that looks younger than you or looks older than you. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Number one, tell them your name. If you haven't already done that. Number two, tell them how old you are. And you have to be honest because you're in church, but it's confidential, so it stays between the two of you. I don't want to go out and coffee and start hearing everybody saying, oh, do you know how old I am? Okay, anybody disbelieve the person sitting next to them? Okay, you got that bit? Question three. What's the best thing about being your age? All right, however old you are, what's the best thing about being that age? Okay, you done that? Question four. What's been the happiest day of your life? Now you know why I've split couples up, because if they don't say their marriage, this is confidential. You don't have to repeat, right? What's the happiest day of your life? Just one day. Okay, you got that one done? Question number five. What are your hopes for next year? What are your hopes for next year? What do you want to happen next year? If you could choose one thing, what would it be? And don't say world peace. This is not Miss World Contest, all right? Now, why did I do that? I have no idea. Now, let me ask you something. When I first said get into a couple, what did you do? You went to your best friend, the one that likes steak when you like, but he's still your best friend. Opposites attract. You went to wherever was comfortable, didn't you? Three of you stayed together, huddled together. The teenagers all stayed at the back over there. We all went, we looked around and we went, who do I know here? I'm going to stay with them. I'm not moving nowhere. Don't you get me to move, right? And then if we didn't know anybody, well, who looks kind of friendly? I'll go to them. 
So we make that kind of decision because why? We want to be comfortable, don't we? And then I said, no, that's not going to work. Go to someone else. And what did you do? Someone you don't know. Then you start looking around going, this is getting a bit more tricky. But you know, like, she's looking a bit mean today. She's had a bad week, so I'm not going to hurt. He's looking a bit dodgy over there. No, I'm going to navigate. Keep your eyes down. Keep your eyes down. Don't want them to see me. I'm going to go, you know, somebody that I don't know so well, but maybe I know them a little bit. They're safe. And what happens? We go to safety, don't we? We go to where we know what we want, what we like. And that's why I said, no, 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 go to someone you don't, go to someone a completely different age. Now, how many of you have learned something new today about people? All of you, right? Me too. You know things about them. You know their age. Most people wouldn't even know that information. You know what they like, what they, you know. You know things now. Next time you see them, phew, I can't believe you said you were that old, you know. You can do that. What did Jesus say? Accept one another. Now, why is it that when I said, go get into a couple, go find someone else, we didn't immediately go, this is a wonderful opportunity for me to go see somebody new, make a new friend. None of us did that. Very few of us. Right? None of us do that. We, we go to where we are comfortable, and that's the challenge. On Friday, I was in Winchester, and in Winchester in the Great Hall, do you know what this is? You know what it is? It's supposed to be King Arthur's round table. Why the table is sitting on the wall like that, I have no idea. It's pretty useless. But if you look carefully at the picture, you can see all the names of the knights of the round table. And King Arthur's got his flashy one at the top. Now, why did King Arthur in the story have a round table? So that everybody was equal. Well, Jesus said, accept one another, just as Christ has accepted you. We're all equal. So we need to behave like that when we think about acceptance. Firstly, examine your motives. When you start to look at someone else, what are you really doing? You're judging them. You're not looking at them as an equal you're not saying they're sitting around the table with me. I'm putting them in a box. I'm judging them. And we do that all ages. Doesn't matter what we are, who we are, what age we are, we judge. So in those moments, recognize where you're coming from. Be honest. You know what? I'm looking at that teenager with the hood and I'm putting them in a box. I'm looking at that old person with the stick and I'm putting him in a box. I'm putting that young debonair pastor, slightly graying and thinning, but I'm putting him in a box. We do it all the time, don't we? Recognize what we're doing. Be honest with yourself. And where we need to say, Lord, help me to stop putting people in boxes. Jesus says what? Accept one another. Accept everybody. Oh, hang on, let me go back. Act 
on the forgiveness offered. When God forgives you, what do you need to do? Forgiveness isn't forgiveness unless it changes something, right? If I, if I come over here to Tim and I, and I smack Tim and I punch him, and then Tim, oh, forgive me. David, I forgive you, and I wallop him again. I'm not acting on the forgiveness that's been given to me. I'm not changing. So why, why would I ask him for forgiveness? You see what I mean? But we do that with God all the time, don't we? Oh, Lord, I've judged this person. Forgive me, and then I'll go judge this person. How many of you sit on tube trains and start putting people into boxes? Or on buses? We sit there and we look at them. It's, it's even better in the summer because you can wear shades, can't you? They don't even know you're looking at them and you're sitting there. Not that I ever do this, you understand, but, but you look at people and you go, oh, look at them. I wonder what they do for a living. What are they? You know, we judge people. Accept one another. Act on the forgiveness offered. Right, Brian, could you go back there and switch on number two for me? I want you to watch. You'll all know this little clip because it's one of my favorites. Let's see if this will play. All right, hit it. Boom on, hit him up. Boom on, hit him up. Boom down, hide. Boom on, hit him up, hit him up. Move him on, move him on. Hit him up, roll high. Light him up, move him on. Hit him up, hit him up, move him on, roll high. Knock him out, count him dead, make him teeth, buy him drinks, meet the mama. Milk him hard, raw, high. Yeehaw! Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? Not yet. Hey, are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? Yes. Really? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No, we are not. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Hey, that's, hey, not, that's funny. not funny. Hey, that's really that's immature. That's really immature. See, this is why See, nobody, is why likes, no one ogres. likes ogres. All right, you're All lost. All right, you're lost. I'm going to just stop talking. Finally. But this is taking forever. Shrek, and ain't no in-flight movie or nothing. The kingdom of far, far away, donkey, that's where we're going. Far, far away. All right, all right, I get it. I'm just so darn bored. Well... Find a way to entertain yourself. <sighs> oh, for five minutes, could you not be yourself? For five minutes! Ah! Are we there yet? Yes. Oh, Do you know people like that? They're so irritating, aren't they? And you want to say to them for five minutes, can you not be yourself? But what did Jesus say? Except those kind of people. They're in school. 
they're in college, they're in work, sometimes they're in your house, they're wherever you go, they're in church, they're everywhere. And sometimes we are those people to others. But Jesus says, you know what? Accept one another. Just as Christ has accepted you so that you can bring praise to God. He says, accept others because you've been accepted. And when you do that, what's the result? You praise God. Let me close with a true story of a guy called Bill. Bill was a university student. He wore jeans, a t-shirt, but his jeans and his t-shirt had holes where there shouldn't be holes. And he wore flip-flops everywhere he went. And that's what he wore for the four years he went through college, through university. And while he was at university, he went to the, his friend, a friend of his invited him to the Christian Union and he became a Christian. And just across the street from where the campus was, there was a really nice church. And one Sunday, he decided he would go and he would go and worship in the church. So when he walked in his t-shirt, his jeans, his wild hair that he never washed, and his flip-flops. Everybody in the church was all dressed ready for Sunday. And so he kind of stood out as he went into the church. And he walked in in his usual attire. The service had begun. And so he started walking down the aisle looking for a seat. But it was quite busy that Sunday. And people started to kind of close ranks a little bit because they didn't really want him to sit next to him. So he just carried on walking down to the front of the church. And when he got to the front, he realized he couldn't find a seat. And so he thought, well, that doesn't really matter. And he just sat down in the aisle at the front when everybody sat down at the end of the hymn. The pastor got up to continue the service. And before he could say anything, one of the elders of the church, an elderly gentleman with a walking stick, started to walk slowly down the aisle towards this young man. And everybody was just looking. What's he going to do? Is he going to throw him out? That would be kind of embarrassing. What's going to happen? And it seemed like ages it took this old fella to walk down and everybody was just listening to the footsteps and kind of watching him out of the corner of the eye as he gradually came down. And when he got to the front... He put his cane on the ground and he sat down next to that guy and he said, I'm going to have my service here with you. That's acceptance. That's what Christ calls you and me to do for others. We may not like the way they dress or the fact that they got wild hair or they got hair at all. We may not like some of the things that they do. They may irritate us. But Jesus said, accept them. You want to be community? Accept them anyway. And as we close today, just think of the ways 
but we must irritate Christ. Christ said, accept one another as I accept you. I reckon I must irritate Christ every single day. And I reckon you guys do too. But he comes alongside us, sits next to me, holds my hand, and does that for you too. That's why he calls us to do the same. Phil, can you come and play for us? Just as Phil comes to play, let's just think for a moment. I want you to think about the people you find it hard to love, hard to accept. Think about those people today. And as Phil's plays, just ask God to change your heart. A heart that is frustrated and a short fuse towards these people because, oh Lord. And instead of your prayer asking God to change them, ask God to change you. So that you may be a channel of grace into their lives. Jesus wants you and me to sit at the well with the woman. And Lord, as you forgive us, as you change our hearts, give us opportunities this week to act upon that. To bring your love and your grace to people around us. And Lord, we thank you that you accept each one of us. We are accepted by you, loved by you, cherished by you, valued by you. We are so beautiful. And may we see that beauty in others. And so bring you praise and glory. For we ask this in the name of Christ. Amen.